Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Anybody feel good this morning? You see, when I'm sweating before I start preaching, you already know what's good. It's good to be here. It's good to see you. But you know, more than that, I love you all. I appreciate you all. I'm glad you're here. But more importantly, I'm glad that the King of Kings is here. I'm glad that the one who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think is here. I'm glad that Jehovah Jireh, my provider, is here. I'm glad that the one who is able to heal the brokenhearted is here. The one in which we live, we move, and we have our being. Dan, he's here. So because he's here, I want all of you to know, not because I'm here, because that storm almost took me out. Not because necessarily you're here, but because he's here, anything is possible. Whatever you've brought with you, whatever you've locked away and just said, you know what, I'm just going to have to live with this. I'm going to invite you to ramp up your faith just a little bit because he's here. That thing that you've been holding so tightly to, that hope and that dream that you thought was lost, I'm going to invite you to rekindle your faith because the one who is able to bring it to pass, the one who walked to the tomb and said, Lazarus, come on out, the one who is able to bring dead things to life, the one who is the resurrection and the life, He's here. So, I'm going to ask you. Listen, I already told you, I'm sweating. My voice is crack-a-lacking. So I need y'all to preach with me. Can I hear someone say amen? amen? I promise you, you preach with me, we won't be here long. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Because, <laughs> that was some premature praise right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. The power of God is so heavy in here. So I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Will you give God one more hand clap of praise as you are seated this morning? Come on, somebody. Just give God one more hand clap of praise. And come on, give him just a glory for just a second. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's good to see you. All of our guests and our friends, our family members, it's good to be here. 
I'm glad that you're here. If there's anything we can ever do, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm Stefan, one of the pastors here, and I'm glad that you are here. So I want to jump right in. A few weeks ago, about a month ago now, I preached a sermon uh, that the Lord delivered to me in the middle of my moment of pain. And we talked about a season of beasts. Anybody remember this? Anybody? A couple of you? Okay. So a few weeks ago, if you have not heard it or you weren't here, you were on vacation, I understand. I advise you to go and listen to it because that was one that I'm still living from. Like I'm still eating from the plate of what God gave to me. I don't know about y'all, but that was for me. And so the sermon was from the book of Mark, chapter number one. And in this portion of scripture, we find that this is where Jesus has come and he's with John the Baptist and he's been baptized. And it says that the heavens opened up and says that God looked down and a dove and said, this is my son in which I'm well pleased. And it was a beautiful moment. It was absolutely wonderful and, and spectacular and fantastic. But we find that immediately after that, in verse number 12, and it says, immediately the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. Josh, I'm going to need you to pull me down just a little bit. And we find that in that time in the wilderness, it says that he was in that place of solitude and loneliness for 40 days. In those 40 days, it says he was tempted of Satan and was with the wild beasts. We find, if you go back, and I want to recap just for a second, we talked about the experiences that we all have had with our own individual wildernesses. We've all at some point in our lives experienced a wilderness season. A season where we find ourselves present in the face of beasts. Those beasts often come to us in the form of sickness or, or disease or, or loneliness or frustration or anger or strife or conflict. We, we often find ourselves in the face of beasts of diagnosis or, or the beasts of, 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 of bad reports. And, and we find ourselves in this season where we're all alone trying to navigate this circumstance and this situation. But we found in that moment that in Genesis, the world says that God has given us dominion over the beast. These beasts may come, they may be strong, they may be mighty, but they are not more mighty than the thing that God has placed in me by the word of God that he has placed over me and by the power of God that worketh through me. And so we may face some beasts, but by the power of God that worketh within us, we are able to overcome because greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. So we understand that the presence of beasts is a problem, a season that we all go through. But as I've been praying over the last month and 
and taken some time with the Lord and I wanted to come back and revisit. I'm doing a series, but, but there's a whole bunch of stuff in between. So, so I'm, I'm just picking up where I left off because I felt like we talked a lot about the beasts and how difficult and how trying it is and how we all over, we all go through it and the storms are mighty. But I want to remind you of something. I, 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 I left that service and I felt good in the Holy Spirit, but I, I, I was reminded that there was something that I failed to tell you. And I want you to hear me. A season of beasts is finite. What I mean by that is, a season in the presence of beasts has a hard stop. That is not an infinite place that we stay. That is not a season that we live in for our entire life. When we are in the presence of beasts, that is something that happens for a season. But those of us here in Michigan know that seasons change and seasons can change quickly. Amen? I would not be surprised if we've got two feet of snow tomorrow quickly. Some of y'all rebuking me right now. Hold on. Calm that down. I'm just saying. Y'all been here for a minute. Y'all know. But that's how seasons work. And oftentimes what happens is when we're in one of those seasons of storms, of trial, and we can't see the end of it coming, and we get frustrated and we get flummoxed because that's what we all we ex experience and endure day after day after day. Daniel, I want you to know that weeping may endure for a night, but someone needs to hear me today. Joy is still going to come in the morning. There are some of you that have experienced a season of beasts that you're like, when will this end? I promise you, the end is near. Joy is on the way. I need someone to hear me today. I need you to hold on. I need you to keep the faith. I need you to keep believing. I need you to keep praying. I need you to keep fasting. Why? Because your season in the presence of beasts is going to come to an end because the power of God is going to show up soon. So hear me. I want to remind you, your season of beasts is finite. There is an end date. There is an expiration date. You will not live in that season forever. You will not reside in that place of hurt and harm forever. You will not experience that trauma and that turmoil forever. I need someone to hear me right now. You will not have that calamity. You will not live in that season of confusion. You will not be in that place of loneliness forever because God has called you to something great. So baby, just hold on in this moment because joy and peace and greatness and power and hope is coming in the morning. So hear me. It says he went to the wilderness for and immediately the spirit drives him in the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days. He wasn't in the wilderness forever. He wasn't in the place of solitude forever. He wasn't in the place of loneliness forever. But there was a finite 
amount of time for this season in his life. There are some of you that have been through some seasons that I'm going to implore you in 2023, you need to start talking about what God has brought you through. You need to start sharing your seasons because when you share your season, it says your testimony make it fat the bones. Let me tell you, somebody needs to hear that God brought you through. You had a season of depression, but look at what the Lord has done for you. I had a season of heartache, but look what God has done for me. I had a season where my finances were broken, but look at where God brought me from. Let me tell you, I remember being a kid. I was just a little kid, and my mama would bring us to church. So last time I think I preached this, mom wasn't here, so I told y'all don't tell her. Some of y'all did not do what I asked. Some of y'all was super disrespectful and just couldn't wait to tell her. So she here today, so y'all ain't got a tattle on me. She is here right here. So she's going to hear for herself, thus saith the Lord. (laughs) But I remember being a kid, and I remember Ma used to get us all ready for church, and single mom getting five boys ready for church is a struggle. But she'd get us ready, and we'd get here, and sometimes we'd come a little late, but we'd be here so grateful we used to sit right over there and back in the day I remember we used to march for offering y'all remember this used to be people up here with the baskets and the baskets changed over the years but we used to have these baskets and we would come from all over but I remember being a kid sometimes we'd miss that part so we'd come on over there And mom would hand me an offering slip and say, Stefan, go give this to Brother Charlie. Y'all remember Brother Charlie? He's our head usher back in the day. So she'd give me the offering slip and say, hey, go give this to Brother Charlie so he can go and make sure it's where it needs to go. And you see, my mom used to do it this way. She used to give me the the offering slips, but she'd give them to me upside down. Y'all know how we do. (laughs) Stay out my business. Stay about my business. Okay? Get about my business. She used to give it to me upside down, like, hey, 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 go go get it to Brother Charlie. He used to be back there. So I go and I go back and I gotta repent. Because mama, I used to look all the time. I gotta repent in front of everybody. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another. Y'all better share some after this with me too. Stop playing. And so I used to look. And let me tell you, I would be frustrated. I would be frustrated with my mom. Because I would look and I would see all of this money that she's making me give to Brother Charlie. And let me tell you, a single mom doing all that she can to provide for five kids, for five growing boys, Y'all know how much milk costs? (laughs) So we didn't have, I I would go to school and they would have the, the newest shoes or the newest gaming systems and I didn't have those things. And I'd be frustrated because I saw what we were giving to Brother Charlie. 
I would be frustrated. We'd come in on Sunday, and I'd come, and I have an attitude. I would, I would take them back, and I would give it to Brother Charlie, but it'd be one of those tug-of-war things. He would try and take it, and I would just hold on real tight. Just <laughs> and I'd finally give it up. And I'd be, I had attitude, and I'd be angry, and I'd be frustrated. I'd come back, and I'd be pouting. And my mom would be singing, <laughs> so free. She'd be shouting and praising and, amen! I'm like, who are you amening? Don't you know that I have to go to school and be made fun of because I don't have, but they do? She'd be like, amen! What is there to amen? I don't have, and everyone else does. I got to go with these Kmart crayons, and they got the big old Crayolas. Don't play with me. The 96-pack with the sharpener, that's what they got. What do you have to amen for? But there was a day that I understood. She never told me. She just kept saying, go get this to Brother Charlie. Stop playing with me. Amen! But at some point, she's doing this day after day, year after year, week after week. And at, one, at some point, God spoke to me. And God told me, Stefan, your mama realized something that you better get real deep down in your soul. What you're experiencing is a season you may not have today, but let me tell you, that's a season. What you don't realize is that the blessings of God are everlasting. The blessings that come from God, those don't have an expiration date. Those don't have an end date. Those don't have a day when they turn off. That doesn't have a date when it stops. And so hear me, your mama is engaging in something that is going to transcend just this moment. Your mama is trying to help you understand that though your season may be difficult, though your season may seem desperate and desolate, there is something on the horizon that is going to change the course of your life just keep the faith and so let me tell you let me tell you I get up here all the time and I talk about how I'm blessed I talk about oh look at this I'm living a blessed life but let me tell you this blessing is not because of me this blessing is because of the faithfulness of a mama in the middle of a season when things were difficult when things were hard when things were stressful when things like when we didn't know where we were going to make it when I was ridiculed when my mama was still faithful still saying amen still shouting unto the Lord still giving him praise in the middle of the season of being because she understood that that season is going to come to an end that the presence and the power and the goodness of God will not end I want to 
So I want to show you something, and then I'm going to be done. I want to show you something. We find that in Mark chapter 1 and verse number 13, it says, And he was there in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts. And it says, And the angels ministered unto him. You see, Brother Anthony, I've been marinating on this word for over a year. Listen, I could preach out of this just Mark, Mark chapter 1 for, I don't even know. Y'all maybe just, y'all gonna know Mark chapter 1. Y'all gonna know. But I got stuck on the beasts, on the problems and the trials and the circumstances and the situations and the issues and the things and the, the mountains that I have to overcome and the, the valleys that I have to find myself sludging through. But, but, but it doesn't stop with the beasts. It says, and angels ministered on to him. If you, if you dig in a little deeper and you begin to look through the, the many scriptures where angels become to come in and they minister, the, the point of the angels ministering are they give the strength and they give the, the, the sustenance and the, the endurance needed to overcome the moment. When we, when we, we dig in and we understand the purpose of angels, they're not just some celestial beings there just, just roaming around and, and, and having a good time. But if you look at the book of Hebrews, chapter number one in verse 13 and it says and God never said to any of the angels sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies and make them a footstool unto your under your feet that's not what he said to the angels that's what he said unto us and so in verse number 14 it says therefore angels who are only servants spirits to sent to care for the people who will inherit salvation who will inherit the kingdom of God the angels are ministering unto us there are some of you that have made it through some trials. There are some of you that have made it through some issues. There are some of you that have endured some things and you're looking around and saying, why did I make it through this? How did I survive this? Well, I want to let you know that there's some angels that have been sent to you, that have been sent to your house, that have been sent to your children, that have been sent to your home, that have been sent to your business, that have sent to your finances to help you to endure your moment of stress, your moment of trial, your moment of circumstance, there are some of you that are trying to figure out how did I make it through that season. Some of you have to understand that the Lord will give you what you need to endure the moment he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I'm right there with you, right in the middle of whatever season you're in. So hear me. We talked about the season of, of beasts, and it's finite. There's a start and an end. We can continue to have hope because it, 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 it stops at some point. But I need someone to understand. I need you to hear me because, I'm, like I said, I'm almost done. I need you to understand this part. The season of angels, the season where angels are ministering, are strengthening, are encouraging, are present, are around, have your back, are on your side. That does not end. There is no end date to the blessings that come from God and uh, uh, putting angels on your side. There is no end. So let me tell you, 
Why is that? Sister Roseanne, why can I have faith in the middle of any moment of my life? Why can I stand strong with my head lifted high no matter what I am facing? No matter whether I'm on the mountaintop and everything is good, whether I'm on the valley and everything is destruction. Why can I still have hope? I want you to see this. I want you to go to Psalms chapter 136 and we're going to start in verse number 1. In Psalms 136 and verse number 1 it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is... Some of y'all, some of y'all jump to the good. Some of y'all jump to the for his mercy. I need us to stop for just a second and says, "Go give thanks unto the Lord for He." It doesn't say He was good and He's sometimes good or He's gonna be good or just hold on, maybe He's good. But no, it says, "Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good." Not just good when things are good, not just good when everything is working on your behalf, but He is good on good days, on bad days, on days when everything is going right, when everything is falling apart. He is good when you don't have money in the bank, when you've got all the money in the bank. He is good when you are whole and healthy and everything is right or you're laid up in the doctor's bed. He is good when everything is going wrong, when conflict is all around or you're on the wedding bells. He is good. Somebody right now needs to shout he is good. Come on, somebody shout he is good. Now put your hands together if you believe he's good. So let me let me tell you, I'm done. I'm done, Sister Tabitha. You better you gotta come and. Uh, so let me tell you, some of us have to understand that the trials and the circumstances we endure, those things will pass. But we are always able to keep the faith because the word of God, it will never return void. The word of God is forever true. It says it's forever settled in heaven. And the word of God says that he is good. It says that he is. That is not just something he does. It's not just something he's about. It's not just something that he, 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 he sometimes engages in. But the very character of God is that he is good. And so in the middle of your trial, in the middle of your circumstance, someone needs to stand up and all give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Because he is good. hear me those of you that know me know typically I'm a real mild person you know and I'm okay 
with coming in and just clapping my hands and, and you know, whatever. But, you know, I, I, I feel like sometimes I have maybe lost some of that old timeliness where, you know, you come in and you just, with a little excitement and a little jig and a little bounce and a little, well, a little just a little something going on. Why? Because I, I feel like, like sometimes I've gotten a little bit into the, 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 the theoretical and I, I, I like to dig in and be philosophical. But you know what? At some point, the children of God need to understand that it is our duty to give thanks unto the Lord for He is good. Come on, somebody. We've got to be able to still in 2023 stand up on our feet, put our hands together, put a dance in our step, and give God a praise that He's worthy of. Why? Because He is good. So some of y'all, you can stay standing. That'll help me finish. It's fine. So some of y'all, let me tell you, some of y'all, I'm going to invite you, I'm going to implore you to engage in a new strategy. Some of us, we've got the weight of the world on our shoulders. There are some of you that I walk around and I, I shake your hand and I, I talk to you and, and you just share some of the things that you're enduring. And listen, Sarah and I pray for you every day of the week just because we know how difficult life is. But... Your problem is not bigger than your God. Your issue, your struggle, your circumstance, your season is not bigger than the God of all creation, the one who put heaven and who, come on somebody, the one who owns it all is able to meet your need. And so I implore you, I, I'm going to invite you, the next week you walk in here, I don't care what they're singing, I don't care what the music sounds like, I'm going to give thanks unto the Lord for he is I'm going to clap my hands and give thanks unto the Lord for he is I'm going to lift up my voice I'm going to lift up my hands I'm going to shout a praise and give thanks unto the Lord for he is come on somebody give him praise right now because he's good Let me tell you, because this is who he is, Noah, this is an indication that this is not a temporary place of being. Because the, the word of the Lord says, he says that I am the alpha. Come on, somebody. says he told Moses he said tell him the I am not that I was or I will be or I can or I could he says tell them the I am sent you 
And some of you have been trying and you've been praying and you've been holding on. You heard a word from the Lord and you're trying to figure out, well, it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it was just bad pizza or I had some bad Chinese. Let me tell you, someone needs to understand that just because it hasn't happened yet, that does not change the character of God. If he said it, he will bring it about. Why? Because he is good. And his mercy endureth for a couple days, for while you need it, for while you're in this moment, for while you're in this valley, for while your children are far away from the Lord, for while your marriage is on the rocks, for while your health is uh, uh, under turmoil. No, 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 no. He says, for his mercy endureth forever somebody needs to start speaking into forever some of us are just real used to speaking into the right here and the right now well if i just make it one more moment if i could just make it through today no 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 because he's not just operating in today he's not just the i am right this moment but he's the i am next week he's the i am next month he's the i am next year he's the i am next decade he's in the i am in your next generation he's an i am for your children 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 someone needs to understand just what my mama was doing she's trying to set up not just for this moment but set up for your children and your children's children and all that are far off living in the blessings of God because you stand faithful right now that's what happens that's what it looks like to speak into forever I need some parents your babies are going back into school. And I want to tell you, I'm a big believer in education. Y'all know me. If you don't know me, now you know. But they are about to enter into some of the most hostile environments. And they require some moms and some dads that are willing and able to not just speak into right now, but to speak into forever. To set it up so that when they're old, they're operating in blessings that they don't deserve, that they didn't earn, that they didn't buy, but have come about by your faithfulness. That's what it looks like to live inside a season of angels because that season goes from everlasting to everlasting the season of angels does not stop just because you messed up the season of angels does not stop because you're overwhelmed, you're overworked, because you're tired. All of those are seasons of beasts and you'll make it through that. But that angels are always working on your behalf, strengthening, building, 
opening to provide you the ability to endure. I'm going to end with this. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. We find the story where Israel and Syria they're at odds. It says, the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God said unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. You see, the Syrian king was like, listen, I'm going to get them right here. And the man of God was so plugged into the voice of God that he had an understanding and he went to the king of Israel and said hey bro don't go over there there's nothing but defeat over there there's nothing but destruction over there there's nothing but chaos and calamity over there there's nothing but death over there that's where futures go to die that's where hope goes to die stay away from there And it says, And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and, and warned of him and saved himself there, not once but twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Israel was sore troubled for these things. And it says, he, he called his servants and he said, Which one of y'all told the king of Israel? And it says that one of his servants said, None of us did. We didn't do it. It wasn't me. But Elisha the prophet, that is, he's right there in Israel, and he told the, the king, he told him everything. Every word that you're speaking, it says he told him. And so the king said, go and spy where he is, that I might send and fetch him. And it was told to him that, behold, he is in Dothan. And so therefore, it says he thither horses and, 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 and chariots, he sent them, and a great host, and they came by night. And it says they compassed about the city. They circled around the city, around Dothan. And when the servant of the man of God, it says, was risen early. You see, the man of God was sleeping. But the servant woke up early. And it says that when he had gone forth, he stepped out. He was just trying to get the newspaper. And it says he looked around. And behold, he saw a host compassed about the city with horses and chariots. Can you imagine the fear in the heart of this servant? Yesterday everything was good, but today I'm surrounded by a multitude of enemies. I'm surrounded Surely defeat is in my future. So it says, he said to the, the prophet, Alas, my master, how shall we do? What are we going to do? What's going to happen? There are some of you, some wives are turning to some husbands and saying, How do we get out of this? There's some kids... You're trying to figure out, how am I going to survive? There are some of you that are pulling up that app for your bank account and just saying, how are we about to make this work? 
Some of y'all have heard that, that, that report and are trying to figure out how. What are we going to do? But Elisha answered him this. Fear not. This is the response of someone that has lived smack dab in the middle of seasons of angels. This is someone who went at the end of the rope when he's done all that he can do to stand, he knows what it's like to just stand ye there for. This is someone that can look around and see enemies everywhere. Not just there and here and I've got a, I can chart a path over here. No, it says that they were compassed about the entire city. And he's looking at his servant and saying, fear not. This is someone who has lived the words, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, for the King of glory shall come in. You see, Elisha understood the words. It doesn't say he's going to come in when it's, you know, convenient or he may come in. Just, you know, just hold on. Maybe it's going to. He said he shall come in. For who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord that is mighty in the middle of this here battle. So Noah in the face of everything to fear, Elisha says, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that are with them. Let me tell you, some of your babies are going back to school tomorrow. Some of you are entering college campuses tomorrow. My wife was having a conversation with someone that's doing some college searches and, and she was like, you know what, I have to, like I, I need to choose a place because you know what, I, I'm gonna be so inundated, I'm gonna be so overwhelmed, like I just, I don't know if this is for me. There are some of you that are going to face the greatest trial of your life. But hear me, fear not. For those that be with you are greater than anything that's coming against you. That's what it means to live in a lifetime of seasons of angels. And so it says in verse number 18, or 17, sorry, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that they may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain not just the immediate not just right around the circumstance 
but all up the mountains scaling up all the issues and the things and the problems scaling up all the circumstances and the situation it says the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha that's what it looks like to reside in the season So moms and dads, hear me. I'm going to ask you to do me something. And it's not for me, because I'm about to go and eat pizza and I'm going to be fine. But I'm going to ask you to do this for your home, some husbands and wives. I'm going to ask you to maybe incorporate this into your, your daily routine. I'm going to invite you for just a second every day. You can do this in your car. You can do it while you're belting out. Before you belt out whatever you're belting out in the shower, add this in. You can do this when you come home. Sarah and I do it right before we leave for the day. But I'm gonna invite some, some people. Some people of Pineview Church to every day be intentional to oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever give thanks unto the God of gods for his mercy endureth forever give thanks unto the Lord of lords for his mercy endureth forever to him who alone doeth great wonders for his mercy endureth forever to him that by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endureth forever to him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his mercy endureth forever to him that made the great lights for his mercy endureth forever to the, the one that made the sun rule by day for his mercy endures forever and the moon that rules and the stars that rule by night for his mercy endures forever to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy endures forever and brought out of Israel from among them for his mercy endures forever with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm for his mercy endures forever we find to him who divided the Red Sea into parts for his mercy endureth forever and made Israel to pass through the midst of it for his mercy endureth forever and but overflew over through Pharaoh and his hosts in the Red Sea for his mercy endureth forever to him which led his people through the wilderness for his mercy endureth forever to him who smote great kings for his mercy endureth forever and slew famous kings for his mercy endureth forever and the Sion king of the Amorites for his mercy endureth forever and to Og the king of Bashan for his mercy endureth forever and gave their lands for an inheritance and a heritage for his mercy endureth forever even a heritage
heritage unto Israel. He sows it for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our lowest state. His mercy endureth forever and hath redeemed us from our enemies. For his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh. For his mercy endureth forever. And go give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endureth forever. Somebody just take a second and give him thanks today. Come on, give him thanks today. Come on, just for a second. Somebody lift up your voice and lift up your hands and come on, hallelujah. This morning, I'm going to invite the whole congregation to come. This is an opportunity for you to come and just step out of your, your place of maybe comfort, maybe a place where you've been for a minute, and just step out a little bit. The book of Hebrews says that he is a rewarder of those that will diligently seek him. Part of that diligence is being intentional and saying, God, I give it to you. So I'm going to invite you to come. I'm going to invite those of you that have been so focused on your season of struggle and storm that you've lost sight, that the mountains are full of angels. I'm going to invite you to come to be reminded. I'm going to invite some families. Y'all hear me say this a lot. Because I believe that God can work as individuals. But there's something powerful when families bind together. When families connect together. We talk about where two or three are gathered and we talk about, and we think about it as, as you know, well, I got to get with my brothers and my sisters in Christ. Some of us need to start with our, 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 our husbands and our wives and our children and watch what God does in your home. And then watch what he does in your family that's extended. And then watch what he does with your friends and your neighbors. So I'm gonna invite some of you to come as family units and to gather together and say, listen, on this last Sunday in, in, in August, we are about to hold together and we are about to declare that we are about to live from this day forward in a season of angels. We're going to endure some things. There will be some fights. There will be some struggles. There will be some issues. There will be some seasons of peace. But that is not going to negate the goodness of God. And so every day, we're going to give thanks unto the God of gods. For he is good and his mercy endures. I need some young people. I need some young people that some of y'all are like, listen. Brother Carl's got it. Brother Carl, you're going to pray. I got you. I'm going to sit back here. There is no age restriction on anointing. I'm going to say it again. There is no age restriction on anointing. 
there is no age restriction on struggle there's no age restriction on issues and so there is no age restriction on God being able to bless you to keep you to save you to do something incredible in you and through you so I'm gonna invite some young people to make a brave step to say today is the day that I decide that as for me and my house we will serve the Lord. I'm not concerned what all my friends are doing. I'm not concerned what those people are doing out there, but as for me. And then there's maybe somebody that just says, you know what, I want to come. Come on down. Don't You can come too. I'm going to invite all of you to come and watch what the Lord does in your life. So as they begin to worship, I'm going to invite some of you to step into your season of angels. Your season that will not shift, that does not change, that does not end. And watch what God does in your life. God bless you as you come from wherever you are. There'll be some leaders up here that'll help to pray with you. But know that God is here to do incredible things in your life. God bless you as you come from wherever you are. And watch God do incredible work in your life. God bless you. I trust in God, my Savior.